So when you're going to go into a job interview, have a discussion with a colleague or a supervisor, obviously that these people know that you're applying for jobs and get feedback. Ask them, you know, what are some of my strengths and qualities? You know, I'm preparing for a job interview. I, I just need some ideas of things that I can talk about. And, and I think that can really be helpful. Again, boosting your confidence and identifying strengths that maybe you're not aware of. Every epic adventure needs a treasure map. And every career journey needs a purpose and strategy. So let's take this trek together. This is your career GPS. Welcome back to Your Career GPS, the podcast designed to help teens, young adults, students, and new grads navigate their personal career journey. Just a reminder, if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review if you haven't already, and definitely check us out on Instagram at Your Career GPS Podcast. Uh, we're posting content there, letting you know about new episodes and giving you quotes from the episodes and linking things we talk about. So definitely give us a follow there and check everything out. Um, we're also on YouTube where we are posting previews and clips from our um, episodes as well. So check us out there. Um, last week, we chatted with Charlene Walters, and it was a great episode about entrepreneurship and some of the different things to think about, especially if you're a current student, kind of exploring your education and also entrepreneurship as a career path in the future. Um, a lot of really great nuggets of advice there and ways to think about how you can use your time in school and side hustles to explore entrepreneurship. Um, and today we're going to kind of shift back into um, job searching and talk with our guest today about interviewing. So super excited to dive a little bit deeper into this topic. And I will let Brad introduce our guest. Yeah. So for so many students and new graduates who are just now entering into their first jobs and, and really trying to activate that job search, they're going to inevitably come to that point where they have to interview. And it is a major source of stress and anxiety. And we have an incredible guest today that is going to help us break down how to work through those and how to really be a savvy and effective interviewer. So our guest today is Liz Herrera, who is a strengths-based career coach with a passion for empowering and guiding job seekers to gain confidence in their job search and own their career. Liz has 20 years of experience delivering career services to students within higher education as well as early careerists and established professionals. She has delivered over a thousand presentations, including speaking engagements for professional and career development programs catered to college and university students, community-based organizations, university staff, professional conferences, women leadership events, and high schools. Wow, that's a mouthful. <laughs> Liz currently serves as the Director of Career Development and Major Exploration within the College of Liberal Arts and Sciences at the University of Illinois, Chicago, and also has a private career coaching business and is the host of Liz Career Coaching Podcast, which I highly recommend. So welcome, Liz. Thank you so much for having me, Brad and Cassie. I'm happy to be here. Yes, Liz, we want to go ahead and dive right into the subject today. But before we do that, I think it's really helpful for our guests to get to know a little bit about your background and how you came to, to be the awesome career coach uh, that you are today. So can you pr provide our listeners a little bit of a, a background into how you got to this point? 
Absolutely. So, you know, as you mentioned in the intro, I've been working in the field of education for for 20 years now. And I will say that early on in my career, I always enjoyed supporting and guiding high school students with everything career development from job interviewing, filling out job applications, writing resumes and cover letters. And I found an affinity for doing this type of work. And after I completed my graduate school program in higher education, I entered higher ed and started doing career fairs, job fairs, and uh, there was a per- an opportunity to apply to University of Illinois Chicago for a career advising position. And I will tell you, Brad, that when I read that job description, I felt that I was reading my dream job in wow. doing career fairs and working with students and helping them find meaningful career opportunities. And that's really where I launched my my career in the career development space. I love that story. I love how um, just sometimes you just come across something like that. You just, you know, you read an article, you see a job posting, somebody refers you to something and it just like it just touches something in your spirit. And you're like, wow, that's me. Uh, So I absolutely love that. (laughs) Yes. I think it's such a good segue into interviewing because I'm sure we have listeners who have looked at job descriptions, submitted those applications because they too are seeing jobs that just excite them. Um, But then we get to the point where they're invited for an interview. And like Brad said, that can be a really big source of anxiety and nerves and so many other feelings for, you know, recent grads and young professionals. Um, So Liz, can you talk a little bit about some steps that our listeners can take to really kind of be less fearful of the interviewing process and to kind of ease some of that anxiety that comes with interviewing? Absolutely. I know that there's definitely a lot of anxiety that comes with uh, going into a job interview and, and performing well. And one of the things that I always tell my students and my clients is that it's okay to be nervous and it's okay to be a little bit anxious Uh, However, you don't want your nerves to hinder your performance. So also something to think about is that you received, you know, an invitation to interview. And so that should boost your confidence in some in some way. Right. And, you know, I always I always tell people that, you know, one of the biggest reasons why people actually go into the job interview feeling nervous one of the main reasons is due to a lack of preparation. So mm-hmm. if you go in, you know, ready to go and excited about the job, you definitely want to be excited about what you're interviewing for. That's that really does come a long way. And you practice that will really alleviate some of that anxiety and, and that pressure that you feel because you're ready to talk about why you're a good fit, why you want to be part of that organization and really showcase and highlight your skills and experiences. So really being prepared is one of the best ways to reduce some of that that anxiety and really recognizing that you've been invited to this job interview. So that means that something about your application stood out and that they really want right. to connect with you. So that, that goes a long way. Uh, and also thinking about the interview as a conversation. So I know that a lot of people feel like, okay, I'm going to be in the hot seat. They're going to be asking me all these questions, but you're there <laughs> to also figure out if they're going to be a good fit for you. So you will have an opportunity to right. ask questions and observe the organization and really think about if this is going to be something that you want to do and if you want to be part of that team. So think about it as you're going in, having a conversation to explore if 
it's going to be a good fit for both parties. Love wow, there's so many brilliant <laughs> points in that. Uh, one of the things that really stuck out to me was talking about just the simple fact that, you know, ideally you should be walking into that interview excited, you know, yeah. and, and you should be really gunning for those positions that inspire you and are things that you're looking forward to. And that in and of itself is like, well, yeah, you'll get a little bit of nerves and you're going to get a little bit of those those jitters, but it's going to be more excitement than it is anxiety and stress. And so that preparation piece is so important, too, because it, it really does help you because now you've for, kind of formulated a game plan and you're kind of going in knowing exactly what you want to touch on, how you want to articulate uh, the points that you need to. And so those are just some some absolutely brilliant points. So in kind of like taking that maybe just one little step further to sort of alleviate some of that anxiety and stress, the preparation part is so key and, and having that game plan. But now, are there any things that um, these these students, new graduates and, and professionals can do to even, let's say, be confident and have a little bit of swag going into that <laughs> that interview? Absolutely. So, you know, and some of these things that I'm going to share, I know that they may sound basic, but mm -hmm. that, you know, they can go a long way. So the first thing is really reviewing the job description, especially if you're applying to multiple things, you, you know, sometimes things get can be confusing or you, things overlap. So make sure that you review that job description and think about your key skills your, you know, they have, they have preferred qualifications. Where do you have those preferred qualifications? And then really thinking about your transferable skills, all the experiences that you've had as a student, your part-time jobs, don't undervalue those. You have built a skill set. You have innate talents and strengths and attributes that can really align with this job posting or this job and, and this organization so making that connection for the interviewer, for the employer, will really be key. The other thing is prepare success stories. Don't be afraid to talk about your proudest accomplishments. I always tell my students, you know, think about those proud moments that you have right before entering a job interview. That really can help boost your confidence. But preparing success stories ahead of time will allow you to be prepared to draw from these experiences and they may be applicable to a number of questions that you that you get asked. Um, the other thing that I also highly encourage people to do, you know, I say you have to do your research and while you go through a company website, go through their social media channels. Nowadays, you know, organizations have visibility across, you know, Snapchat, TikTok <laughs> potentially, uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, and a lot of these organizations, just like, you know, you are in social media and you're posting things that you care about, things that you value, organizations are doing the same thing. Maybe they're involved in a charity event or some new initiatives, things that maybe you wouldn't see on their website. And if something clicks and something connects with you, you can talk about that in the interview. Mm -hmm. And that really demonstrates that you are truly invested and interested in, in the company values. Uh, so that really, again, can go, can go a long way. And another tip that I wanted to also share is that sometimes we don't recognize the things that we're very good at because they're so innate and they're so natural. Mm -hmm. And I can bet that other people can recognize that. So when you're going to go into a job interview, 
have a discussion with a colleague or a supervisor, obviously that these people know that you're applying for jobs and get feedback, ask them, you know, what are some of my strengths and qualities? You know, I'm preparing for a job interview. I, I just need some ideas of things that I can talk about. And, and I think that can really be helpful. Again, boosting your confidence and identifying strengths that maybe you're not aware of. I had a former colleague that was interviewing for a job and she was really struggling with identifying her unique selling points. Mm-hmm. And I immediately identified scenarios of where she has contributed to our team. She's a natural problem solver. And I gave her examples. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, Liz, I had no idea that you saw me this way in, in this way and that I brought that to the table. And I'm like, absolutely. I can recognize you know, other people's strengths. So this can be uh, helpful as well as you're preparing uh, examples. What a great example of how asking, you know, someone that you're working with, whether that's a supervisor, a coworker, a peer or a friend, like what do they see in you can be a really easy step to take um, to help give you some language to talk about in interviews and to boost that confidence a little a little bit. I have no doubt that that person was feeling great after you were mm-hmm. giving them those examples um, leading into an interview. You've mentioned these success stories and some different techniques to prepare, but can you dive a little bit deeper into how our listeners can take these stories that are hopefully flooding their brain of when they've done things that they're proud of or strengths that they have and and really formulating that into an example or a story for an interview? Yeah, so that's absolutely right. So the first step is to identify those examples and then actually practicing articulating them and talking through. And so practice, one way to practice is to, you know, really get comfortable answering some of these questions. One of the biggest tips that I would that I will provide is scheduling a mock interview. So if you are a college student, you most likely have access to a career services office. Mm -hmm. If you're a recent grad, they may still be working with you or you may have access to an alumni career office. Uh, or if you are an early career or a professional, uh, you can also work with a career coach. And these individuals can provide feedback, uh, ideas on how to enhance your, your responses. They can give you feedback on body language, delivery, tone of voice, and just ideas on how to improve your interviewing skills. I will tell you when I've done mock interviews with students and we record the, the mock interview and they view themselves Students will see things that they had never considered before and they're like, oh, I never realized that, you know, I, when I'm nervous, I, you know, bite my nails or I say um a lot. And so it's really, uh, it can really be helpful to see yourself and also to get feedback from somebody else um, that does this for a living or even a, a mentor uh, or a former, um, you know, colleague or, or supervisor. If you don't have access to that, or maybe you have a job interview tomorrow and you're like, okay, I have to practice today. Uh, LinkedIn has a wonderful interview prep tool. I always Mm. tell my students it's a little bit hidden. It's under the jobs tab (laughs) and then under more, right? It's hidden. (laughs) And they, uh, they actually provide a list of common questions. And then there are experts that have some, you know, short videos And they provide examples of how to best answer those questions. So if you have some, you know, if you need some ideas on how to best answer some questions, obviously you want to craft them to your unique experiences, but it's a great way to just get started. Uh, You can, you can certainly do that. And then you can also practice recording. So LinkedIn just rolled out a new feature where you can record yourself and then 
LinkedIn provides some artificial intelligence feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really feel like it's better than nothing. And it's a great way to, to see yourself if you don't want somebody else to look at you and, and, and a great way to start. And, and lastly, if you, ha- if you need more ideas of interview questions beyond the common questions, there's another tool that I love to refer people to, and it's uh, jobinterviewquestions.com. Mm-hmm. And that is a database of questions that you can pull from, but you can also type in specific industry titles. So if it's human resources, public relations, and you get, uh, the, the database generates a list of tailored interview questions. So these are some ways to get started and really start practicing some, some specific questions that you may get in, in your upcoming interview. I am so hopeful that our listeners are taking notes right now because there was a lot of really, really great information there. And I think one of the biggest that you touched on is really accessing your career services office um, because not only do you have the capability to schedule mock interviews with members of their staff, this will help you tremendously if you're doing an in-person interview, maybe a phone interview, Uh, and those types of things. But many career services offices, as Liz pointed out, do have access to a lot of different uh, software uh, options that have become available. You know, for example, at Eastern Michigan, we use Quincia. I know many schools use Big Interview. There's so many different opportunities which can help prepare uh, young people for their interviews in an asynchronous virtual format. So I think really, really getting connected with that career services office is obviously <laughs> a brilliant first step. And I love that uh, jobinterviewquestions.com. That's a that's a fantastic inter, um, resource as well that, that I'm just now learning about. <laughs> so <laughs> now, in the preparation stage, a lot of times, I'm sure you've seen it, Cassie and I see it on a daily basis, but you know, what do you kind of notice are some of the biggest missteps and some of the mistakes that people make when they're preparing? What are, where do they seem to go wrong? Yes. And I'm drawing from experience from <laughs> being the interviewer and just stories of people saying like, okay, now I do have to prepare <laughs> because this happened. So one of the biggest mistakes is winging the interview, you know, thinking like, well, I know myself, they're going to ask me questions. I can just, you know, shoot out some, some responses. But what happens is that then you're not prepared and you start to ramble. You don't have any success stories to draw from. Uh, and, and that really, again, that, that will um, affect your confidence. And, and that's, you know, you don't want to start in, in, that, in that way. So you have to review your resume, even though you know your experience, you want to review your, your resume, the job description. So being fully prepared, Again, doing research on the company. I know I've been in interviews where people have no clue what the organization is about. <laughs> and that interview is determined uh, that that person is not the best candidate within minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's very important to do, your, to do your research. The other thing, too, is updating your references. You need to let your references know that you are interviewing. Give them information about the position, your resume. I will tell you that I have had people ask me to be a reference and I will receive a call from an employer and I don't feel prepared to talk about the candidate. I I will do the best of my ability to, to talk Mm -hmm. about the candidate, but if I'm given the heads up, I can be more prepared and really help them shine. So make sure you update your references. Uh, The other thing is miscommunication. So I've heard stories where people have missed an interview because they had the wrong time zone 
the wrong date. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to ask for clarification on the details. It's okay. I would rather ask. So rather to be safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you have all the logistics, location, uh, if, if it's going to be in person or what type of platform they'll be using. So any questions you have about logistics, make sure that you have that available and that you reviewed it before the the interview. Uh, and then also you want to make sure that you have questions prepared ahead of time. There is nothing wrong with, you know, ending the interview and saying, oh, you, I have some questions for you. They're, they're, they're most likely going to expect that. And if you can't think off the top of your head, you know, I've had people who will go to their notes and ask questions that they've prepared. That's perfectly fine. And then last but not least, you always want to send a thank you. If you are being interviewed by a committee, mem- a committee, you want to make sure that you you thank uh, every single person that interviewed you. Uh, so never uh, never leave without or never finish an interview or go without sending a thank you note. They will notice. They definitely will. <laughs> so many good nuggets in there of really common mistakes that people make, but also I think such a great takeaway from that is like there are small things that you can make sure you do, whether it's knowing the exact time or the location, sending a thank you note, small things that can really make a big difference um, when it comes to interviewing. So we've kind of ventured into this virtual world for uh, over a year now, and so many interviews are being done on Zoom or different platforms um, or the phone. What are some special considerations that we should take into account for virtual interviews? And are there any differences in preparation for our listeners when it comes to a virtual interview? Right. And I would say, you know, treat treat the interview the same way that you would in person. Right. So your attire, your body language, your preparation, all of those things will apply. The other things that you want to consider when it's virtual is really thinking about those distractions and reducing them. Any background noise, if you have any pets, making sure that you plan ahead, get a a pet sitter, (laughs) uh, anything that you feel that will be distracting. Uh, You want to get familiarized with the platform that you will be using, whether it be Zoom, WebEx, Skype, and you want to make sure that it is installed and or updated on your computer. (laughs) Uh, Because I know I've been in situations where it hasn't been installed or hasn't been updated and you're waiting, you know, for five minutes. So you want to be on time or ahead of time uh, to that interview. I, I always advise people to record themselves. So record yourself Look at the lighting, the background, make sure that you are at eye level and that your sound is is crisp. I know sometimes people have headphones and you can hear the, you know, that background noise. It keeps hitting the, the, the microphone. So mm-hmm. being mindful yep. of that. If you are unable to find a professional background in your home, which I know that can be a situation for, for some people, you can use a background, one of those uh like Zoom backgrounds, but just test it out and make sure that it's not distracting. I know I've had people that use these backgrounds and they look invisible or like a head floating. (laughs) So make sure you find something that looks a little more natural. Uh, You laugh because you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Exactly. So just being aware uh, of those things would be be something to, to consider. 
Yeah, there there's so many important considerations there. And I think a lot of it just has to do with really preparing for the technology that's going to be utilized and really making yeah. sure that you're familiar with it. And you're not trying to troubleshoot on that day or five minutes beforehand, because then you're then you're stressed and, and you're going to go into the interview more stressed. And, you know, all of those things are just going to compound on each other. So so many good points there. Now, um, as we start kind of closing out today, one of the things that I wanted to place a particular emphasis on was this aspect of behavioral questions. They seem to come up time and time again as a cause for concern for so many of the individuals that we work with, and I know that you do as well, and they're just stumped. They're like, how in the world do I do I answer these types of questions that are like, tell me about a time when, or can you give me a, a situation where you had to do such and such? And, and they really do. They, you know, I, I mean, I remember the first couple of times that I experienced that, I was like, how, <laughs> it's like, this is so out of left field. You know, how do I prepare for those? So what kind of advice would you give for just being ready for those behavioral kind of questions? Yeah. So in preparing those success stories or those examples, you really want to have the behavioral based questions in mind and really thinking about, you know, the interviewer, they really want to learn about how a candidate has performed or behaved in a previous situation and also get a glimpse of their work style. And it can actually be advantageous. So I, I actually like behavioral-based questions because I feel like this is your opportunity to craft a great example where you can showcase a wide range of skills through those yeah. examples. So as, as Brad, as you were saying, questions like, tell me of a time when you handled a difficult client or tell me of a time when you took initiative. So you always want to have a positive response. Uh, but a strategy that many of us career coaches use uh, and share with our students uh, is incorporating the STAR method. So the formula, situation, task, action, and result. So you really want to set the stage. Let you know the interviewer know and provide context of the actual situation. So you want to give them that scenario. What did you do? What was the task? What action did you take? And then what was the actual outcome and result? So I just wanted to share a quick example. I remember doing a mock interview mm -hmm. with a student who had done an internship uh, a few years back and she was using an example and she shared about a time where she had done, she was part of a group that were, they were organizing this new pilot program uh, for an after school program. It was a, a back to school launch type of thing where they wanted to provide book bags and supplies for elementary school students. So she's telling me I was part of this organization and planning and it was a great event and it was a lot of fun. And I'm like, okay, so what happened? Like, tell me more. <laughs> like, I was really curious. Yeah. What she actually did was she was part of this team where she reached out to local businesses for donations, wrote letters, communicated with individuals through email letters, and acquired book bags and supplies for over 100 kids. And this event was very well attended. So it, there was a need in this community for, for these supplies. And it was well attended. They had vendors. They, had, they were able to provide these, um, these book bags and supplies. And it was so successful that this event actually continued to be implemented summer after summer. And mm -hmm. so she was part of that initial group that started this, this program. And so you can clearly see, you know, the, the, the star formula incorporated in that example. And, and it showcased a wide range of uh, skills and, and her approach to things. 
Yeah, I think behavioral questions, like Brad said, they can be so intimidating for people to answer and to kind of think through. But just as you gave with that example, Liz, such a great way to really think about like, what skills do I want to show an employer? And how do I want to frame this answer? You know, in that example, that student could have focused on the communication with companies and and getting donations or could have focused on the planning and the organizing of it. And so there's such a great example of how you can take these things that you've done and really frame them to fit the job or the role that you're applying mm-hmm. to, which is so great. Well, as we start to wrap up a little bit, um, we like to ask all of our guests kind of our signature question at this point. Um, so Liz, what is a valuable piece of career advice that you wish you had when you had started out your career? Yes. And I'm so grateful for you to ask this question. I think it's it's so important. I, everybody has some type of learning lesson. And for me, it's mm-hmm. uh, negotiate your salary. Uh, such oh, an important yeah. thing. And, and, I, and I mentioned this because for myself as a first generation college student and raised by Mexican grandparents, mm-hmm. it's also a cultural <laughs> thing. We were always taught yeah. to be grateful and not be greedy. And so for me, and I know a lot of students have also expressed this, is that you know, I'm just so lucky to get a job, especially, you know, upon graduating from college. I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity. And so I I learned the hard way and uh, recognized the importance of knowing my own value, respecting my skill set and what I bring and contribute. So that has been part of my own personal values system that it's okay to ask for what you're worth. And, you know, there's a process to it, but just knowing that, when you go to a job interview, that it is expected uh, to to negotiate your salary. And again, going, you know, there's a process and, and career coaches and your career office can help you with that. But to ingrain that, uh, I, I wish I had learned that earlier on in, in my career is to to negotiate my salary. Yes, and that is a wonderful message and a future episode of Your Career GPS <laughs> in the future. We're definitely going to tackle salary negotiation, so stay tuned for that. But such an important point for uh, for our new graduates that are entering yeah. into their their first jobs and, and oftentimes don't come with a lot of confidence to know that they even can. And so it is important to take that ownership and recognize that, you know, you just invested time and energy into something and you should be uh, rewarded for that. Um, you know, as long as it's reasonable, don't be asking for a million dollars a year, but, <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, uh, but such an excellent point. So Liz, you have provided so much incredible value today and, um, you know, for our listeners to be able to walk into their interview with significantly more confidence and provided some really, really great strategies. Um, so I'm sure people want to get connected with you and want to follow you. How do they go about doing that? Yeah, so you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm under Elizabeth Herrera. I'm also on Instagram under Liz Career Coaching. Uh, And as Brad mentioned in my intro, I also have the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. I'm happy to connect. I love connecting with people. Absolutely. Definitely check out all of those Uh, links to everything will be provided in the show notes. So definitely get connected with Liz and uh, follow her podcast. It's awesome. 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 (laughs) Thank you. So uh, we want to thank her again today. This was extremely insightful. Stay tuned for next week. We have um, an amazing episode upcoming. This is your career GPS and your journey awaits. 